Hello, and thank you for downloading this Music Listening Project podcast. My name is Mark Whale, and in this series of podcasts, I'm talking to lovers of a wide variety of music, musicians, teachers, and listeners, about what it is they are hearing in the music that touches and moves them. In this episode, I listen with my brother, Rob Whale, a musician, composer, and teacher of music at Bradfield School in Yorkshire, to Stevie Wonder's song, Sir Duke, from his 1976 album, songs to the key of life and i ask him what makes it a great song the podcast was recorded in rob's home near holmfirth yorkshire in the uk in february of 2017 i hope you enjoy listening welcome to the music listening project podcast number two in the series and i'm very pleased to have with me my brother robert Wild. so what song are we going to listen to today robert well, I thought we could have a listen to uh, Sir Duke by Stevie Wonder. And any particular reason? Well, A is a fabulous song. B is a classic example of Stevie Wonder at the height of his powers in the mid-70s. And C, I don't think there is a C. <laughs> there is no C. Well, let's, let's see what the C is. Um, we're going to listen to uh, the beginning of this, about a minute, and then we'll talk about it. between the Motown's sort of influenced rhythm and blues alongside the jazz music, which reflects the kind of lyrics that uh, Stevie Wonder was uh, using for this song. Okay, so let's, let's start with that uh, singable uh, melody kind of thing. So what you're talking about is this, this very simple da-dee-da-da, right? Well, that's one of them, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the very, very that's, beginning. That's the intro right at the beginning, which is essentially, it's looking, looking at four chords. Building a melody on the arpeggios of these chords. Really simple idea, but it works beautifully. So you've got this da dee da da, and then the swing you're talking about is this dun at the bottom. Yeah, it's a hi hat. So if we just, just listen to that drum beat underneath. A slight swinging in the uh, in, in the horn line as well. 
So when sw- by swinging you mean that they kind of like slightly distort the rhythm, or, or what, what do you mean by swinging? Well, I mean the basic idea of swinging is that you take the idea that if you got like sort of division of a beat, say you divide it into the halves, so you what you do is you take the first of those and lengthen it, and the second one and shorten it. Right, okay. It sort of makes it so that rather than it being two halves of a beat, it becomes two thirds and a third. That's right. Okay. And then we uh, get to the to the verse. Music is a world within itself. There's a language we all understand. With an equal opportunity for all to sing and clap their hands. Well, the great thing about this verse is you've got this. This is classic Stevie Wonder. You got the two important elements of music. Uh, you got the harmony and you got the melody, and you basically got a harmonic, some harmonic ideas going on in terms of the progression, which are quite complex. And you got a melody which is very simple. It's basically built up of two phrases, and a second phrase, which is just then repeated. So it's such a simple idea. A bit like a kind of question and answer. That's right. Question, answer. And in, in that way, it's a very, it's a very basic kind of, very catchy, very singable, hummable tune. What, what is he singing, actually, there? Music is a world within itself. Let's just listen to that. Music is a world within itself. There's a language we all understand. So it's, music is a world within itself with a language we all understand. That's that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because it's like it's, there's a sort of paradox or a tension there. So, on the one hand, music is a world within itself, which seems to detach it yeah. from us and from every, you know something which is common. And then he says it's a language we all understand. Well, I suppose it's a language we all understand in, in that we can all listen to it, and we can all have our own opinions about it, and we can all like it or we can dislike it. What's interesting is that when he actually says words a language we all understand actually that specific moment he chooses to use a very bizarre chord in a harmony which seems to sort of like uh, in itself be a uh, paradox in terms of the actual lyric because because the harmony is not something that necessarily we might all immediately understand that's right yeah absolutely so, so let's well, the way it works that. is let's just listen to that. Music is a world within itself. There's a language we all understand. Yeah, right. That's right. Absolutely. So that kind of harmony there. So what's interesting about that? What's interesting about that is it appears to be using a real standard popular music chord sequence, which which goes like this: B. Music is a world within itself. Shamana. With a language E, we all understand. So it's this idea. But what he actually does is he goes, Music is a world within itself. With a language we oh, all understand. Very nice. So it's actually shift. It's so it actually enables it to have this kind of like little semitone tr- uh, drop from G sharp minor, G to F sharp. So it's using the G. It's what in jazz music they would describe it as a, a 
call substitution. It'd be nice if the guitar was in tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, Sorry, but, but you, to tune the but you made the point. Yeah. Okay, so let's just just listen to that again because I think Robert makes a really nice point there. So again, just to be clear, so you know, it's a music that we uh, a language within itself, and then that we all understand. But wonder kind of like ups the ante on the fact that we all understand it by including a harmony which is not normal, right? That, that is not something which is simply predictable, simply, simply cliched. Yeah. Music is a world within itself. Yeah, and it's it, and, and the, the speed of the harmony changes, right? So, That's right. So yeah, with, yeah. With the with the with the upping of the the tempo in a sense of the the song and the lyrics, he's upping the tempo of the the harmonies as well. Yeah, I mean this can't be overstated enough. This is this is like a commercial pop song, right? There's the out tune bit. So basically, what's happening here? Robert's just just moving his fingers down the fret, fret for fret for fret for fret, just simply a semitone. Yeah, literally a semitone apart. Now, maybe another pop musician, musician or a songwriter would have gone. They would have stayed on that chord, but he's moving with every single note that he he sings. So as his note goes down a semitone, he moves it. That's really, it's why it's known as chromatic harmony. And that's really not the kind of thing you would normally put into a song which you want to be a commercial success or you want it to be catchy. So what's, 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 what's he saying there? Because a record has a groove, don't make in, it in, in the, the groove. In the groove. That's right, right yeah. Okay, so just, I mean, and that's an interesting commentary on the whole song, right? Just yeah, because it's yeah. got the kind of beat and swing, it doesn't right, mean doesn't it's, it's going to be work. Yeah. There's another point about this as well. This song is about, it's, it's of course, the Duke, the Duke in question is Duke Ellington. Okay, right. Duke Ellington had died three or four years earlier, and this was definitely his tribute to Duke Ellington, and not only his tribute to Duke Ellington, but other key people back in the 30s and 40s in the swing movement, so people like uh, Count Basie, for example, uh, Glenn Miller, Torzian, Lily Armstrong, etc. And he's clearly, I, I don't think it's a coincidence, he's using harmony and ideas which are very Ellington-esque. For example, in this bit here, he uses a series of ninth chords, a chord which, which Ellington used an awful lot. It's like a, it's what what a guy, an English musician called Howard Goodall, who incidentally wrote all the Black Adder music. Right. <laughs> that is quite interesting. He, he's a he's a big Black Adder. Really, yeah, yeah. He's a really big. Um, he's he's a very knowledgeable guy in music. He talks about the sevenths and the ninths as being wobbly chords. They, okay. they sound like they want to move to something else. Mm -hmm. And but in a jazz context, you can use them in isolation, and they kind of work. 
Okay, so what I want to do is then get to this, this, uh, so now we get to what? The chorus? The chorus is next, yeah. It's so special. I mean, it, it, there's something special about it, yeah, and, it's, and it's incredibly tight. Yeah, it is. Well, it's almost kind of written as a celebration of these fantastic musicians he has in there. Look, I'm going to write this this bit of music which is syncopated, uses mainly semiquavers, has intriguing little accents ever so often. It's the it's intriguing much, accents that that's get right, me. But yeah, very yeah. much in the style of the sort yeah. of jazz that he's kind of like uh, paying homage to at this point. But the entire band is playing in unison, and they are not only playing in unison, they are also playing in unison in terms of interpretation and phrasing. And it's just this, and accents, this right? wonderful, that's right, and accents. And it's just this incredible With, with, with the swing, and, and but they're not swinging in the uh, semiquavers. There's a little bit of swinging. They're not going. Because that would be too obvious. No, exactly. They're against that swing. This swing drum juxtaposition of the two. There's a little few months, and it's even. I was trying to like sit down and work out exactly what the, the notes were and I was sitting there going over and over again and it, it's so intricate because they are but actually the way they play it is instead of going they go they do a little okay. and they all do it that's the point they all do this little grace and it's just but they're also using very few notes right that's right they, it's the, the entire thing is based on five notes commonly known as a pentatonic scale okay. which is the basis for you know almost well it's a it's a basis for the blues it's a basis for a lot so of those notes are da, 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 yeah. here we go this is the bass playing yeah. so every single musician is playing every single one two guitars bass the trumpet the two saxes chorus as well the chorus is so simple we can feel it all over we can feel it all over but very very simple idea okay very simple idea <clears throat> again this is an example of of um wonder mixing the very simple with a complex to a two-phrase melody we can feel it all you think he's going to go to uh, the t-shirt over, but he doesn't. He utterly bizarrely goes, We can feel it all. Over. So he throws in this F minor chord. Again, another substitution, which which sounds weird the first time, but if you if you add the extra chords in. Can you just do that again? So just tell us what we what, what he could have done if he was so a he could have normal done, person. Yeah, so basically most people would have gone B. We can feel it all, G sharp. 